Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spotlight Series. It's a show where we watch a, well, we watch and review a genre of movies every month. So we are midway through Animation Month. And, <laughs> fuck, okay. And, you know, sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks. But there are two gumshoes that will be picking up the slack. There is no case too big, no case too small. When you need help. Just call Chip and Dale. Rescue Ranger Chip and Dale when there's danger. Yes, we are reviewing the new. It's shit. Couple of what, two months old? Yeah, so it came out in the summer. Yeah, two months old Disney Plus film Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. So, uh, not based on any episode or anything, it's like the behind the scenes of the show. It's real life Chip and Dale. I thought was really cool. I remember seeing the the preview, and it, it's like you know, it's a world where there's humans and animated figures. So it's I I'm curious if it's just connected to Roger Rabbit's world because he's in the, the movie. So I'm wondering if it's just part of that world. Well, maybe it could be. It could be connected to a lot of things because like Mary Poppins also takes place with cartoons, and yeah. so does Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Like Disney has made many forays into this kind of crossing genre yeah, thing. idea of, yeah, yeah. of animation so if you don't know anything about chip and dale rescue rangers that is a shame it was a pretty dang good show it went for three seasons 65 episodes that's absurd and it went into syndication i thought you had hit 100 for syndication but apparently you don't uh not but, for cartoons yeah but this show it actually debuted on the disney channel march 4th 1989 i didn't know i thought it it was like 92 or something when it happened. I didn't know I was oh, like we two years little. old when it started. Uh, absolute. It's ridiculous. And it went for a couple of years and then it ended. But it aired around with a ton of other just banger Disney cartoons like DuckTales, Tailspin. Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Gummy and, Bears. Yeah. The yeah. Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. There, I could go on and yeah, on. Yeah, the, the good shit. <laughs> yeah. But Chip and Dale, they are part of a, a detective agency and chip he is dressed like indiana jones and dale is dressed like magnum pi yep uh that's that's a fun fact you're keeping your back pocket if you need a question for trivia just be like uh who is chip and dale dressed like and everybody's like oh indiana jones and what the fuck shirt is that yeah it's magnum, magnum pi it's magnum pi um are they brothers or are they just friends just friends in the, in the cartoon not in this version I don't know. In the old Chippendale cartoons, it has always seemed like they were brothers. Yeah. There's never any reference, like in the ones before they really spoke, like yeah, it yeah. was just like little chipmunks. squeaks and stuff. Yeah. Well, when they spoke, but it was super high pitched and stuff when they were dicking around with Donald Duck. Um, those ones made it seem like they were brothers. It, it didn't ever seem like they were just friends. But okay. In this one, we get a backstory, so yeah. now we know. <laughs> so the director of this, the film, his name is... Akiva Schaefer. Hey, that sounds familiar, Otis. Yeah, he's from the Lonely Island. <laughs> one third of the Lonely Island. Actually, all three are in this movie mm-hmm. because Andy Samberg is one of the main voices in it. He's Dale. And then Jorma, he does a lot of background voices. I think he's the voice of Batman in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Lonely Island there in this. So 
it makes sense if one of them's doing something like y'all want money I'm like yeah man i'm coming <laughs> that's what i would do if i had a job like great come on down <laughs> let's just let's make Which this is weird that like akiva and jorma didn't turn up at least i don't remember them turning up in brooklyn 99 that's like the lone andy samberg they thing had to have popped up i don't remember show. them being in too i don't know they, they've had to if, if yeah like i said if i made a tv show greg being that doing something i don't know and if you, I'll be it. just yeah. every time that's his <laughs> i want to voice act a character that does that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just go to auctions that's your whole character arc you just sit on shit at auctions <laughs> it's constantly crimes at auctions and he's just there well no if i had made like 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 reno 911 i would they, all, all my friends would be like fucking predators nah, nah greg works at storage wars <laughs> <laughs> he's a storage container shark is that bitter that always yells for things constantly <laughs> yelling i bet and just winning storage lockers full of just nonsense <laughs> why must you always yell it's not necessary we're all right here <laughs> dude bring it down so there's like eight of us great uh, we got John Mulaney. He is Chip's voice, which makes so much sense because it's the the straight man to Dale's just silliness. And then uh, Kiki Lane. I don't, I don't remember her. You know she's in. Nope, I don't know her in anything else. Oh, she's no, in She was she was in that film adaption of If Bill Street Could Talk. Okay, I have not seen it, and apparently. I don't remember her in it, but apparently she was in Coming to America, the sequel, Coming to Number Two America. Okay, she was probably in the royal procession or something. Probably had a couple of lines. She seems great. Uh, she's a, just a rookie cop. Then we have Will Arnett. He plays Sweet Pete. The fact that he's not the one who played Batman in this movie, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, they probably want him to do more lines because Batman didn't have that many lines. He could have yeah. doubled up. Yeah, I mean, Sweet Pete's way better. Yeah, Sweet Pete was a mess. Uh, Eric Bana, Eric Bana, he's the first Hulk in that not good Hulk movie. He's the voice of Monterey Jack, so part of Chippendale's group. Uh, Dennis Haysbert, he is the uh, what insurance company? He's the voice, Allstate. Thank you. He's You're a, in good hands. He yeah. has a deep ass voice. Yeah, he's Zipper's voice. Uh, Keegan Michael Key, he's a Muppet cheese drug dealer. <laughs> the cheesemonger yeah. bjornson the cheesemonger <laughs> i giggled when a muppet popped up in this movie i yep. was like I'm, I'm good i'm good tons of old voices if mm-hmm. they could get the people that did the voices before they brought them back so i believe the whole rescue ranger group either did all the voicing or did a little bit of it so uh even chip and dale's original voice people they were in up for, for parts their, of it for their fake high voice yeah when they were doing the when they do flashbacks to the show yeah. like from when they were in the 90s but then the voice of gadget she's that's gadget that's the original gadget the whole the whole time yeah so uh we got seth rogan he plays <laughs> he's he's a motion captured viking dwarf so it, it's there's, hilarious there's a chunk of time with a lot of weird movies where they tried to make real people but cg like the beowulf movie i remember watching that going to sleep in the theater uh in polar express everything looks weird and not it, it's that uncanny right. valley kind of shit it's just like you look real but not real and it's bothering me and then jk simmons he's captain s putty he's like a gumby 
character in this world. Police captain, yeah. So he's got that stop animation kind of movement. He's oh, hilarious. J.K. Simmons is funny as fuck. This movie is chock full of nods to Disney cartoons, just cartoons in general, animated yeah. things. Tons of people did their voices. I want to say Lumiere. I can't remember if he passed away or not, or they got someone that did Lumiere's voice. No, he didn't. It's the regular guy. Yeah, he popped up because John Mulaney's a gigantic fan. So he's like, can you please come back and do this? Apparently, Flounder's original voice came back for this. Mm -hmm. If you did something at any point in your life, a voice, you probably were in this. Yeah. Just doing a couple of lines. It's absurd. It has that feel of Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Just cartoons everywhere. And it's like, oh, shit, look, just for like three seconds and they go. And so... Uh, but if you don't know anything about this movie, it is just about the lives of Chippendale after their show got uh, canceled. canceled 30 years later and just them trying to survive. And then crime is afoot. And then they team back up for one more case. Uh, it's 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 a fun one. I, like I said, I heard Katie watching it uh, and she was losing it. She was laughing her ass off, and I watched the it. The first like, time I watched this movie, I was crying, laughing at different parts of it, particularly Ugly Sonic. God, <laughs> Ugly Sonic's the best. <laughs> Ugly Sonic had me giggling. Oh, fuck, is gross looking. Oh man. <laughs> and he brings up the fact that he has human teeth, and how everybody was just grossed the fuck out by his human teeth. Looking gross, man. I remember watching. <laughs> When they brought up the original, yeah, they brought up the original image. Like, this is how Sonic's gonna look in the movie. I'm like, that's fucking gross looking. People lost their mind over that man. That was a whole deal. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad because I'm glad because bullying in that sense actually got us a better looking Sonic. Yeah, I don't condone bullying. Seemed to work. Yeah, on a network. I I don't I don't condone bullying, but if we're bullying like. A high company a corporation that, that should know what the fuck they're doing can bully corporations not individuals yeah <laughs> who drew this stay over here we're gonna yell at them but don't do that again <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you fucked up and i think you know you fucked up but stay over there stay over there yeah. we're gonna yell at them for okaying this drawing so uh we'll get through this story uh it, it's a quick one it's a disney plus film it's kind of got that shrek feel to it it, it's for kids, but then tons of jokes that they would not understand. Yeah, and well, it. and there's a ton of characters that kids wouldn't, oh, yeah. wouldn't recognize. I mean, there are some younger characters that kids would definitely notice. Like, there's like a Fortnite guy in it. Yeah. Just like some random shit. I think Phineas and Ferb's mom is, didn't Phineas she? and Ferb's are in this. Yeah, I thought I saw the mom walking by. Probably, yeah. There's a ton of characters in it that you know young and old will appreciate like chitara is in it like (laughs) it's just it's awesome yeah so in a world like we were saying in a world that has humans and cartoon characters just mixed together it's kind of like uh in the the new muppet movies where it's just muppets and people and apparently you can give birth to a muppet with no type of choice and (laughs) And it's just a Muppet <laughs> people. They never re- still have not explained why he's a Muppet, but maybe there's just a chance you get a Muppet baby. So, uh, but it's a world where there's cartoon characters with humans. And so Chip and Dale, they meet in elementary school and they become best friends because what is it? Dale comes in and he, uh, yeah. he fakes like he like. He fakes that he stabbed his, his eye with a pencil <laughs> and all the other kids 
freak the fuck out. There's like a kid in the back screaming and throwing up yeah. because they can't handle it. Oh, wasn't it like, wasn't it a unicorn vomiting a rainbow or something? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. yeah. So obviously he's a little too silly for the kids, which I you would think he'd be the best, but apparently it was just a bit much. But then Chip meets up with him and they become best friends and then they work on a, a show. And so you, you got the straight man and you have the silly guy. So it, it's the best one-two punch you can do for comedy, just like with Chris Farley and uh, David Spade. Yeah, they, they're great together because you got the one guy that wanted to put up with any shit and then the one guy that just put on the tiny coat and rip it and act stupid and fall. It works. So they when they grow up, they move to Hollywood because they think they got something good and they want to test out, you know, Hollywood and fame. And so after being casted as extras in tons of commercials and shows and stuff, they star in a successful television series, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And so they do it for, was it three? Yeah, three seasons. And at the rap party for the third season, no, was, was it the second? No, it was a third season, right? It's the no, it's the rap party for the second season. Okay. Uh Chip, he finds out that Dale is going to get his own show called Double O Dale, where he's like a secret agent. There is some type of truth behind that because there was a show that they were working on called Double O Duck, where a duck was going to be a secret agent, and it slowly evolved into Darkwing Duck. So that was going to that was going to be the original name of Darkwing Duck, Double O Duck. Then they changed it, which I think is a better name because it's, it's like Batman. So, yeah. So the two, they have a falling out because, you know, Chip feels like he's kind of betraying the group by doing this. And Dale's like, I want to be the one in charge. I want to be the straight guy in something. I want to be serious and have yeah. people take me seriously, which happens with a lot of people when they're the funny guy. At some point, you're like, I want to do something serious. They're like, no, you silly kid. I'm like, no, I'm being serious. Let me, I want to do this one thing. <sighs> Come on, you're the funny guy. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. So I get both sides, but, you know, a good conversation could have fixed it. But yeah, you know, you don't have a story. So, and Dale says, this is fine. I can do this. In the I sh- can do both. It's yeah. fine. We'll make it work. And then Chip and Dale gets canceled. <laughs> yep. And then the show doesn't even, uh, what, they do a pilot and it doesn't even work, right? For Double O Dale, yeah. yeah. It doesn't get picked up after the pilot. Yeah. So 30 years later, Chip, he is a insurance salesman. Looks like he's a pretty good one, too. Uh, he has a very trusting voice. I'm actually very curious to know if he works at the same insurance company that Mr. Incredible works at. Because <laughs> they wear kind of the same outfit, which, I mean, a white, t- like, a white t-shirt and a black tie is not super uncommon for many insurance agents, I'm sure. But... It would just be really fucking funny if they threw Mr. Incredible in there. Should have had him in there. They should have, yeah. Hold on one second. Oh, okay, I found it. So, and Dale, he works on the fan convention circuit. So, a lot of older stars, when... Sounds so mean. When when their their star isn't as bright, they tend to go to conventions and be like, hey... You can check out Katie. You remember when she was in that show? Uh, oops, oops, all kitties back in 82. Well, you can have her sign a picture of her with 15 cats in her hands. She drops them. You're like, oh, I remember you from that show when I was a kid. Awesome. Can I get a picture with you? That kind of situation. I saw Lou Ferrigno uh, in a tiny, tiny 
little panel in the corner and he looked like a dickhead and his, he was charging like a lot of money for a picture like yeah, i know i know you look for it now well he was on a tiny ass booth like he shouldn't be a lot of money it was weird the fucking dude hector that plays like like a, like a spanish like gangster and everything mm-hmm. this picture was like cheap I'm like, that man's been in more things than you, Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah, but he's less well-known. Nah, you've seen him in something. At least three things. <laughs> Everybody's seen yeah, him. Yeah, but his name in every show is Hector. So, like, what? <laughs> he doesn't even change his name. Right. Hey, you're the Hector guy. Damn right I am. Yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> so, um, it's funny. Chip, I had to look up the song. But Chip, when he heads home, he takes out his earbuds. He, there's this, like, heavy metal song playing. It's Lay to Rest by Lamb of God. And I was like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> and somebody in whoever made that that scene, they were like, yeah, that's he's listening to that. Cause I would listen to that after getting off work and being happy with my life. Have some like it's like I listen to like crazy rap when I'm heading home and I'm like the happiest. Just like la 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 la. It's just you, know, you gotta do what you gotta do. So they're both contacted by their former co-star, Monterey Jack. And so even in the show, if you watch Chippendale, Monterey Jack had a, a cheese addiction. Anytime someone would say cheese or he smelled it and it was like the smell of cheese was like a trail. Uh, what his mustache would like, like frizzle, frizzle out and he would like stretch out and his eyes would go crazy. And sometimes he would float toward the smell or just mm-hmm. run toward it. So he had a cheese problem on the show and they're like, ha ha. No, it was real. Yeah. <laughs> he has, he has ha, a, ha ha ha. Addiction. Yeah. He has a sneaky <laughs> cheese addiction. So. <laughs> They they head there and Monterey's really freaking out, looking out the door and stuff. He's like, you didn't get followed, right? He's like, no, <laughs> what's wrong with you, Jack? And so he tells them that there's a tra- trafficking operation where cartoons are kidnapped. So if they're late on money or they just have a reason to get fucking snatched, this group snatches them up, alters their appearance, and then ships them overseas so they can produce bootlegs of them. I was like, sweet Jesus. I've seen bootleg cartoons. And I'm like, oh, Lord, that's a great idea. What was it? Uh, it was an anime, apparently. It was Kimba the White Lion. And I don't know. Oh, if, that's not, not. That's the original, though. Ooh. The Lion King is the bootleg. Ooh. Yeah. Kim, Kimba the Lion's the original. I remember Kimba. I saw that yeah. at a Walmart. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I think <laughs> I read that after Lion King came out, the creators of Kimba and the company that made Kimba sued Disney. And Disney just like paid them some hush money and like mm-hmm. swept it under the rug. <laughs> hey, we made that. Hey, take these six bags of money and shut up. Yeah, you're right. Most like <laughs> Ants is the knockoff of Bugs Life and yeah toy soldiers was like kind of a knockoff of toy story nah those toys trying to kill people oh i know the plot is very different but it's similar concepts like (laughs) yeah so uh later that night chip and dale they hear that monty has been kidnapped oh no (laughs) so his worries were real so they meet up with captain putty (laughs) fucking oh he's like gumby and officer ellie and so Ellie tells them that she's a gigantic Rescue Rangers fan and tells them that, I mean, our hands are tied. It makes sense to cops. You might have to exact your own law and vengeance <laughs> in California to find your, find your friend. So 
Chippendale, they visit Bjornsson, the cheesemonger. Oh, hold on. Otis forgot to mention a very important detail Ooh. about Dale. Oh, yeah. At this point. Um, in the 30 years since the beginning of, or since their friendship fell apart, Dale in the con circuit has gone on to get plastic surgery. Except plastic surgery for cartoons is very different. He went from being a 2D cartoon to being a 3D cartoon. So now Dale is a CGI chipmunk. And Chip is still a regular 2D chipmunk. Oh, that's, yeah. Important plot points. So it's just, they, they, they look so glaring compared to each other. When yeah, they're right they next look to each other, so look, fucking different. They look so weird. So they meet Bjornsson and he it's Monty's cheese dealer so <laughs> and they find out about the valley gang and so they're taken to the uncanny valley so that phrase that I said earlier about shit that looks real but it's not it's the relation between an object's degree of resemblance to a human being and an emotional response to that object so there's this like f- fucking spot on this graph where it's like well like a robot and then like a humanoid robot and it's like oh quit it quit it getting weird and then it's like okay it's just it's that moment you see something uh there's there's androids they make now that have people faces and can move their eyebrows and eyes and blink and shit and i'm like that ain't right that ain't right at all it just it's that shit that makes you feel weird so they head to the uncanny valley part of town and they meet their gang's leader, Sweet Pete. And it's an adult Peter Pan. So he lost his job after he got too old to play Peter Pan. <laughs> which, which is, he wasn't a lost boy anymore. Which is weird because Chip and Dale look the same. Yeah, but they're not humans. You're right. Chip and Dale are chipmunks. Peter Pan is a human boy. Uh, okay, but he's like, a cartoon human boy. He's a cartoon uh, human boy. Okay. So he grew up and got old. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So he has so sweet Pete, uh, old Peter Pan has like a beer belly and like a fucked up beard, like a patchy <laughs> ass beard. <laughs> Time has not been kind to him. Yeah. And then his henchman, he has Bob uh the Viking, the weird one that doesn't directly he doesn't directly look at you. His eyes are kind of like off to the He's side. Wonky ass eyes, yeah. And then Jimmy. So you know those Coca-Cola commercials with the polar bear? It, they don't necessarily say it's that polar bear. But it is it, that but polar it, bear. But it is that polar That's bear. What I was thinking, I was like, this is either from Polar Express, which I've never seen, or it's the Coca-Cola bear. But I really no, it's a Coca-Cola <laughs> polar bear. Yeah, I really felt like it was. <laughs> So after Sweet Pete realizes that these two chipmunks are like asking about my bootlegging business, what the fuck? They try to snatch them up, and, but they get away. And so they talk to Ellie, Officer Ellie, later, and she's like, you need more evidence. That's not enough for this to happen. And we have to make 100% sure that you got this because, you know, the... the other officers, yeah, they, they make fun of me and they don't take me seriously because there was a raid <laughs> at the Nick Jr. Studios and everything fell apart because we thought we had them and then just everything went bad because she got a tip. So she's like, you got to make sure. So with Ellie's help, they sneak into a bathhouse because they're going to grab Pete's, uh, his fitness tracker, his Fitbit. 
and then they can track where he goes off of that like reverse and, yeah and determine where his warehouse is yeah tons of silly moments they they rap uh because there's a snake he's a dj and oh man chip makes a joke about like old stars being forced to rap and he's like it's like the worst thing you could do you're being forced to rap when you don't mm-hmm. but then they rap in it and he's like oh shit so they trace his movements to a dock warehouse and so even though they they talk to the cops and they head out to it it's already been abandoned oh no that sucks but they do find a machine that alters the tune's body so they found the machine along with some parts and so at this spot there's like a what a wall of pieces of cartoon characters and like oh, okay that's like that person's ear and that person's like they hair. have like jiminy cricket's hat and all sorts of different pieces of yeah people and then they see monterey jack's mustache they're like oh damn it they got him they got our boy <laughs> so at the police station uh chip and dale they're fussing over you know monterey jack getting snatched up and their past feud because i mean they never really chip said they're fine and dale instantly assumed that they're completely fine but they weren't fine and you know they never really talked after the whole breakup and situation and you know they do some fighting and they kind of work it out but then they smell the scent of monterey jack's cologne and they're like but he's like the only one that wears it so that means someone else yeah the rescue rangers cologne yeah so that means someone else has been close to him and uh, they can smell it so they realize that either officer putty or ellie is working with sweet pete which would make way more sense about why the bad guys were able to just abandon the warehouse real quick you only do that when you know someone's coming they're like oh the the cops will be here in three hours (laughs) i'm stripping this bitch down real quick so they 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 run away from the police station because they can't trust the cops right now and they head to it's not comic-con but it is comic-con it's a fan convention and they talk to ugly sonic so like we were saying dale's friend from the from the comic circuit yeah as we said earlier ugly sonic this was sega's first attempt at making a sonic the hedgehog movie and they made that version it is grotesque they released a trailer and the entire internet shit on them. Yeah. So they postponed the movie and fixed it. And now we have the Sonic movies that you guys and know great. and love. And they made They're so good. tons of money. So good for you for listening. Thank you. So they talked to Ugly Sonic because he's working on a show where he's with the FBI. And they're like, hey, can you talk to your FBI friends to help us out with this? And at first he's like, ah, I don't know. You know, I'm just kind of there with I'm just them. riding along. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I want to burn my bridges. <laughs> And then Pete and his henchmen, they pop up at the convention. And so they start running. Uh, Pete's not in shape. So he's, he runs after him for like five seconds. He and then he struggling. gets like a Charlie horse and he's down. So <laughs> the other guys, uh, Bob, he gets grabbed and then arrested. Hooray. So one of them snatched up. But Chip, he's grabbed by the polar bear and taken away. And so, oh, <laughs> and they take him to the warehouse at the warehouse ellie is lured there also and then we find out bum 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 it it was the obvious choice it's officer putty he's in charge so it makes sense that he would be on the take with sweet pete and i think they say that they're like 
yeah, it was the first person you thought of. Ah. <laughs> I was like, that was such an easy thing to think of. But yeah, so. Obviously- I love the way that they piece all this together too, using old Chippendale Rescue Ranger episodes yeah. <laughs> as clues to who the actual bad guy is. I like it. It's so good. So Sweet Pete has Ellie call Dale to try to lure him there, but she sends a coded message up with episodes, like Katie said, and Dale realizes that well, not the right way. He figures it out in his own stupid way, but mm-hmm. it still got him to the right answer. But he realizes Ellie's in trouble, like, holy shit. So he calls his co-stars, so Zipper and Gadget. And, and they're they have not, like 80 kids. Yeah, they're married and they have tons of children. But they help out Dale and they hop into their plane and get him above the warehouse. And he rides down on a fucking bottle, not a bottle rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Like a rocket firework and flies into the warehouse. And then he it gets stuck into the machine because Chip is about to get bootlegged and mm-hmm. zapped. He's already had an ear zapped into a, what is it, Snoopy's he ear? Yeah, Snoopy ear. Yeah. yeah. So his ear's been off like the whole movie. But now it's like he got saved. And so the machine goes crazy and Jimmy gets turned into a, he was like a little thing, right? I don't remember. The polar bear. Polar bear gets turned into something ridiculous. And then Pete gets turned into just scary blob of just everything. A bunch of different characters. He has like one Wreck-It Ralph arm. And like he has Yzma's head, but Yzma as a cat from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> He's got the little evil voice. Yeah, it was, is that my voice? Yeah, it was fucking weird. Yeah, one of Woody's one of Woody's boots. Yeah, yeah, he has a Woody leg. Uh, it's fucking great. Apparently, when he laughed, they found old tracks of Cruella Deville laughing, and yes, they added yes. it. Yep. Yeah, they added it to his laughing voice. So I was like, I remember when he laughed, like, oh, that's just disgusting. Like, I don't like this at all. So they're running around um, trying to not get killed by the scary Pete monster. And Ellie fights Sergeant Putty or Officer Putty. I, I can't remember what level he is at. And it's a, a people fighting a Gumby thing. And we've talked about Gumby things being like probably super dangerous. Yeah, he's super dangerous. And he's mm-hmm. stretching and strangling and shit. And she, Ellie defeats Putty the same way that the Terminator almost defeats the T-1000 by freezing it and then smashing it into little pieces. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. It made me smile when I saw it. So, <laughs> yes, and, about that. Uh, so Pete chases Chip and Dale through the warehouse and then they, they find out that that's where they're filming the bootleg. So, hooray, they can come back to that and save everybody. And they lure Pete to the docks and they use uh, a ploy from the an old episode that they showed in the beginning of the movie where they hit Dale over the head and then birds pop out. And then the bad guy will go for the birds and then they can smash something heavy on their head. And so, hooray, <laughs> they trapped a big scary monster. And then the FBI brought by ugly sonic so ugly sonic was he he did the he did the job i'm happy and they arrest the valley gang and at this point the movie takes a turn just like in die hard and i love that they brought up die hard in this sweet pete 
gets free of his the cops holding him and shoots a cannonball at Chip. And so Dale sees it coming and dives in the way and takes the hit for Chip. Earlier in the movie, Chip's been, uh, actually Dale has been looking for the last, what, Pog piece for the collector set. Mm-hmm. And he's looking for the slammer. Yeah, and Chip actually had it. So he gave it to him in a fit of like, I can't remember what they, they were. He's like mad. And he gave it to him. It was like the one thing he was waiting on. He's like, you do care because you kept it. Well, the cannonball hits Dale right in the chest. But hooray, the golden pog, it saved his life. That's good for him. <laughs> so the chipmunks, they free all the bootleg tunes. And Monterey Jack is back. Hooray. And Dale introduces the group to Ellie. And Ellie is going to open up her own detective agency. I was like, that's a good idea. And then... As they're walking off, just like in any action film, Dale tells them that they should film a reboot and it would do great. They should have a reboot, yeah. Yeah. And then and he's like, yeah, and then we can get somebody to do the theme song. Some like, what, famous? Yeah. Some famous pop artists, even though everybody only wants the original theme song. Yeah. And then they get Post Malone to do the theme song at the end of the movie. Oh, fucking shame okay so i found a thing that has his whole appearance all the parts of mm-hmm. bootleg sweet pete so sweet pete's bootleg form consists of sweet pete's torso mickey mouse's shorts wreck it ralph's arm woody's leg optimus's Pri- optimus prime's leg uh his right arm is a bill blaster from super mario and G1 Megatron's cannon from the Transformers, the shoulder armor of Shredder, the head of uh, Fat Cat with elements of Marie from the Aristocats, even though it seems exactly like the Yzma cat to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his coat is a mixture of John Silver from Treasure Planet and Yokai from Big Hero 6. Yeah, yeah there was like the most fucking people, <laughs> the most characters. Okay. So, Katie, who's your favorite character in Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Um, my favorite character was Chip. Um, I love the, just the straight lace, like, aspect. The straight lace detective that is Chip in these movies, or movies like this, detective movies. Um, and, I don't know, I think he, John Mulaney just knocked it out of the park. He's just so good. Uh, Greg, also, Chip, I also enjoy a very effective straight character, the straight man character. For me, the straight man is actually, when done done right, the straight man is actually the funnier character. I agree. Duo. Um, just their their reactions to everything is what makes makes the duo. It was it's what make the fun, makes the funny person funny is the straight man's reactions to that person. Um, and John Mulaney for me, man, by the end of his career, he's going to have such an iconic rundown of voice acting credits that he's already, oh yeah, he's already off to a great start. This is our second straight week with the John Mulaney, uh, voice acting because we had him on, uh, with, uh, Spider Ham. Yeah. I just, (laughs) I've, I've not been too exposed to John Mulaney. I think my first exposure to him was actually Big Mouth and Andrew Globerman is by far and away my favorite character on that show. Yeah. 
<laughs> and John Mulaney just to me is such an effective voice actor. Like his voice is just so suitable for the characters they he's been applied to as of as at this point in his career so far. Yeah, I I'm on the chip train choo choo, but Dale was great too. And just like we all said, they're great together. It, it's that one two punch, just like I said earlier. But I'm going to give a honorable mention. And it's probably going to be someone's least favorite, but honorable mention to what's that motherfucker's name? Uh, Captain Putty. It's something about just seeing a Gumby character around normal people. It just, he had a fucking uh, uh, segue. That's how he scooted around. So he could keep up with everybody because he got injured at that other thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had a segue. <laughs> uh, I wish he could have just slid everywhere. That would have been better. But. I, I loved seeing Captain Putty, and obviously he was the bad guy. Like it was just, it was just a waiting game until he did something evil, and I was like, yeah, he's he's bad. Yeah, I, I instantly saw it. So, uh, Katie, who's your least favorite character? Uh, my least favorite was Captain S. Putty. <laughs> um, only because I hate when people just like betray other people. Like yeah. that that shit sucks. But his character was funny as fuck. All the fight scene at the end with the putty, like you know, he was getting cut in half and shit, and then just like coming back together. Fucking classic cartoon trope, just absolutely hilarious. Uh, Greg. Ellie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think this is one of those incidents where it's not because of the character, it's because of the performance. I'm sure she's a good actress, actor, but I didn't. While you need to have a human character in this because of the world they built with, you know, humans interacting with animated characters, I still felt like I could have done without her. And I feel like now I it's obviously a very hard job to do in this in this type of film, but I feel like she made it painfully obvious she was acting on a green screen. Like, I think it would have been better if she was an animated version of herself and then they could have did the whole like it was all like people force and she's like the maybe one or two cops that's different or something. They could have tune. Yeah, I think it would have been better if she was animated also. But yeah, she was yeah. I don't know. I like that she was I like that she was limited to human movement though. Because cartoons have, like, when you get into, like, people like cartoons, they have the ability to do all sorts of dumb shit that, oh, yeah. that like, normal people can't do. Like, they can stretch their limbs all far or, you know, the shit they talk about in Space Jam. Like, you know, Michael Jordan was in Cartoon World so he could do whatever the fuck he wanted with his limbs and with his jump and whatever. And I feel like if she had been a cartoon, they could have, it would have been easy for them to have added shit like that in that I don't think was necessary for this film. Yeah. I just feel like there could have been a better job of making it believable as far as the world of human interacting with animated characters, which I understand is a very difficult thing to do. I agree. I some, some of the acting was a little like rough in, yeah. the, in those instances. Just wasn't her best role. Yeah. Given I've seen that role, I'm sure everything else is better. Um, I've, it's been a long time since I've seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I might feel differently if I watched it now, but I just, I feel like, and obviously I was a kid, but I feel like 
the vibe was more believable when it came to interactions between the humans on screen versus those animated characters when they're obviously not actually interacting. It just, it just didn't, it didn't work for me. Well, and, and who framed Roger Rabbit? Like Eddie, Eddie's like the serious guy and everyone's being silly around him. So that joke of, you know, the straight man and the funny people, it worked out because everyone else is absurd and he's the one trying to keep everything fucking normal. Yeah. So, but I get what you're saying. She was kind of my least favorite. She she did good. It's yeah. just compared to the all the fucking tunes around her. Like, why would why would I pick a normal person? <laughs> I picked the putty guy. <laughs> so yeah, she was my least favorite. It's just J.K. Simmons. Yeah, it's just eh, she was normal. Like she was just a people. Yeah. It's an animated film. I'm gonna pick animated people. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, let's do seven word synopsis so i only have one and it made me laugh when i wrote it uh uh when you need help just call sonic ugly sonic well, it, well, <laughs> yeah that, i know i know, I know. <laughs> yeah sonic brought the fbi sanic <laughs> yeah sanic <laughs> yeah call call sanic <laughs> he'll actually get get the the right people there to shut the shit down katie um okay Gadget is still an animated feminist icon. She is amazing. I love Gadget. I've always loved Gadget. She's a badass. Um, and then nostalgia and meme culture had a baby. Yeah. And then I was trying to make a third one, but I can't. So I'm just going to say it. Uh, this movie is weird in that it mirrors the real life struggle of the voice actor for Peter Pan, for Disney's Peter Pan. So Bobby Driscoll, who was on the Mickey Mouse Club in the 50s, was the voice of animated Peter Pan in 1953 and had huge success as Peter Pan was just used for a bunch of things by the Disney company at the time. And then he grew up a bit and his voice changed and Disney basically stopped calling him, stopped using him, stopped taking his calls. And because of that, he fell down a terrible, terrible rabbit hole of drugs and addiction and ended up basically dying at like 40 because of it. 31. Yeah, he was young as fuck. Uh, so... This is a sad tale, like the use of it being Peter Pan uh, as the bad guy whose life has gone downhill since he grew up was kind of right on the nose and really brutal of Disney to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. All now, right, Greg. Now I'm uncomfortable with that choice. Oh, <laughs> I almost wish I had not known that. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Greg. I did not mean to ruin the ruin sweet oh. pea for you. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> why would they do that? God. <laughs> so bad. It, it makes sense for the character to like struggle with growing up because his the Peter Pan's whole thing is like never grow yeah. Never yeah. grow up. I'm all, you know, I'm always a kid or whatever. But because it happened to the actual voice actor Peter Pan, it just adds an extra layer of just like ick to it. Yeah, I definitely feel that ick. Oh. Yeah. There's articles on it too that they're, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, according to one article, the they caught some flack for actually kind of like 
coming off like they're mocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> Which is a perfect segue to one of my uh one of my synopses. Synopsis. Synopses. You had it right. Synopses. Nice. Okay. LA, the city of washed up cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> I really do love the world that they built where basically this is <laughs> the, the struggle of LA and the struggle of being in the in the business, but for the actual cartoons themselves, they're actual actors. I just it's such a clever world that they built. I just love it so much. I think yeah. It's it's my favorite part of it, the world building. Same. Um, speaking of world building, just a quick aside. Did y'all catch the uh the stars that were on the Walk of Fame? Uh I don't remember them. Okay, so after Chip first goes to uh Monterey Jack's house and then leaves, and he's like, How dare they bring me over there and try to trick me? And da 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 da. He's just like contemplating what just happened. He's walking along the walk of fame, and you'll notice. Two of the stars are Yogi Bear. Oh, Squidward is one. Yogi Bear is one. And Chun-Li is one. Oh, <laughs> make yeah. that win. Yes. thought that was Fantastic. very cool. Um, in addition to all the billboards and whatnot. Yeah, those. that's fantastic that they threw in animated characters into the Walk of Fame. Or uh, more animated characters, I guess. Which actually reminds me, I have to backtrack my uh, honorable mention of least favorite character to whoever the executive producer was of Fast and Furious Babies. That's disgusting. <laughs> that billboard may be incredibly uncomfortable. The billboards in this movie were fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love when he saw the Batman e- versus E.T. He was like, oh, yeah, that, that seems like it'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That one, yeah, I think I'll check that one out. Yeah, yeah. I'll go watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but my uh, my other synopsis is uh, everything looks real, but nothing looked right. Oh, yeah. That fucking Uncanny Valley shit. Ugh. Oh, my God. I love that they fucking put in that ca- that fucking Viking character, Bob. With I'm his looking fu- at you. Look at my eyes. I'm looking right at you. <laughs> no, you're not. Where are you looking? This <laughs> fucking fucked up eyes are so good oh Oh my gosh it just made me think of like specifically video games from like 2002 like ps2 early ps3 games everything was just not quite perfect like you play go back and play like fucking goldeneye on n64 and everything is just like square and just ridiculous looking nothing looks quite right all the people are just a little fucked up it reminds me of a couple of the wrestling games from that time period too oh yeah like the faces love- you look at the faces and like they're just like uh <laughs> i love the memes where people are like uh there's no way we landed on the moon like that shit was cgi and then it cut it's like right next to it cgi in 1998 and it's just like stone cold from wwe 98 and it's just like oh fucked God. up as hell oh, gross looking. <laughs> it's so gross looking <laughs> like you really think they fake the moon landing with cgi because this is where we were at 20 years ago <laughs> yeah, trying real hard man <laughs> okay so this film came out may 20th 2022 it's it's, it's young y'all mm-hmm. so what do you think the estimated budget was Katie. 
75 million. There were so many different characters and licenses they would have had to get uh, and voice actors that they needed to pull this movie off. So the, and different animation styles and animators they would have had to pay. Like this was an expensive animated film for sure. Greg. And that being said, I bid $76 million. (laughs) Give me that shed. (laughs) He's like, where your head's at? (laughs) So I like what you're thinking. Yeah. uh, Both of you actually dipped a little too far over. The budget was estimated $70 million. Close enough. Jesus. Close enough. Hour and a half was that seventy million, but I get it. You, you know, there's tons, tons of people in this movie. Yeah, and it had to have done the views and stuff because you know, I hope Disney's happy with this. So I hope so. I hope it brings a Chippendale Rescue Rangers reboot, like the show, but with them with Dale as CGI. Like that'd be fun. Just how it is, like. They can come up with some episodes Fantastic. or shorts or something. They could continue into this world somehow. Oh, absolutely. So there is a box office, but I don't understand because it is a movie on an app. So I don't know. Maybe it had like a limited run or did something mm, in some It might theaters. have gotten released at like a film festival, a couple of film festivals or something. Yeah. So there is a box office. So what do you think the box office was, Katie? Oh, I said zero dollars. So... Yeah. Because I assumed that it was just Disney Plus. Okay, Greg, there is a box office. I will tell you, it ain't a lot. But what do you think it made? Oh, God. You could bid a dollar. You get it right above me. (laughs) I was gonna. (laughs) But I'm super curious as to even like what it took. Otis, what what was it, Otis? 675,000. So I I don't know where that money came from because this is all on Disney Plus. I, I don't know so somehow it got money it maybe got... they had a couple of special like premieres where yeah they did it in theaters i mean it released four days earlier in hollywood so maybe so they... that's probably it those yeah. four those four days or the you know just the price of the tickets that's from the premiere well, you're right because it would have cost no matter how big the theater is they probably charge way more than like your average $15 seats. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. So it, it made three fourths of a million somewhere. But everything I've heard from people, it, it's been thumbs ups from everybody, reviewers online. They're like, this is fun. It's, it's a so fun movie. Funny. One surly person in the back said that it's like, oh, it's like Shrek, you know, there's jokes for kids and adults. That's but, all animated films, though. That, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, he's like, well, Shrek did it better. I'm like, okay. Speaking of, speaking of Shrek, how is it that they're able to mention characters like Shrek on a Disney film? That's what I'm That's where all this money got spent. Like, Chitara is not a fucking Disney character. Neither is Sanic. Both of those had to get, they had to get the rights from somebody else. Same with that, what Bob, whatever Bob was, and the Coca-Cola bear, like, Disney doesn't even I think it's like, I think it's more of if Katie owns like seven things I want in the movie, just like with Ready Player One. It's a lot of hey man, can I just get the them in this movie real quick? Or uh Wreck It Ralph. 
they had to go through they had to talk to, to nintendo for a while to get it worked out because nintendo's like well bowser would sit like this and do this I'm like okay but they had to yeah. jump those hoops so nintendo would say yes yeah so i think if you rewards characters i felt like yeah but i think if you ask and some of these i don't know i would want my people in a disney movie if they asked me to put them in i would say yes same i wouldn't say no because that's just free money yeah like oh you're gonna put sanic in it for like three minutes okay absolutely okay sanic wasn't making me any money those three minutes so fuck it make me money yeah you can you can have him for these three minutes it's fine yeah so yeah but yeah it makes sense with the budget that's a lot of money but yeah it's good i like it i'd like to see more in this world so i really hope this continues a great idea lonely island guys man keep it up I think it'd be really cool to see a sequel where they get a the bootleg machine but reversed and there's like they're fixing all of the tunes that got bootlegged. Oh, that'd be cool. I want to see more in this world, just like with DuckTales and uh they've been updating everything and stuff. Have Darkwing Duck pop up and they team up. Well he's in do... he's in this. I know, but have him team up and do some oh, yeah. like fight some crime. Like I'd love to see them team up with other animated people. Hell, get tail spinning that bitch. I don't care. Like Baloo was in it. I know. I need. Oh, like, but Baloo's different. It's yeah, not tailspin Baloo. It's the real one, real looking one from that fucking Jungle Book from like 2018. Actually, if Disney was on their shit, they should come up with like an Avengers styled team up movie. Oh, from the Disney Afternoon. Yeah. Yes. Have them all team up for I don't know who the fuck the villain would be. I guess all the villains team up. And oh, so, it gotta be Shere Khan. He's the yeah. scariest villain of all yeah. of them. I but think. He, he recruits everybody, and so they all have to work together. It's like Shere Khan and Magicka Dispel and oh, man, the Beagley Boys. That'd be fun <laughs> as fuck, like... man. Gizmo ducking that bitch. Oh, man. That'd be, that'd be oh, really my gosh. cool. Yep, I'd watch and it. And Scrooge is like funding it. And they, and they're... Scrooge is funding the bad guys or the, no, good, the good guys? guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's totally the fucking Iron Man of this, of this yeah. world. And I think that would be really fun. So Disney, Chip and Dale are like Ant Man. Yeah, just tiny Ant Man. <laughs> so Disney, do it. Ant Man. about Ant Man. All right, bring them together, please. So, yeah, that's uh, so good. With that, that's the end of the episode, y'all. So, if you have any other cool fun facts about, I don't know, Chip and Dale, I don't have anything else, but there's probably tons of things out there. You can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So we have, I believe it's one more animated film. I don't know what we're doing yet, but it'll be a special one, hopefully. And then Halloween Screamathon, y'all. Fourth annual. We're going to get there. So we've been picking some solid, scary movies. I'm very, very excited. So like always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with an animated film. Okay, bye, guys. God, I fucking love that song. That's a good ass song.